welcome to the latest edition of the Progress with Unity podcast. It is international break, but we still have a game to look back on. And then we can have a talk about everything else that's been going on at the club. I'm joined by Paul, Adam and Barry. And we'll come to them momentarily as we look back at the Wolves game. So it was the Papa John's trophy game, our first game in the competition. Wasn't the most um, entertaining of games. A mixed team of youth and experience. So the crowd, Barry, was 1,240. Not bad for a game like that. It was uh, a decent turnout and it felt like there were more on, to be honest. It's just good to be back in the ground. I know one or two people said it was the pizza trophy and they couldn't be bothered going down and we should play it at Robin Park. But for the last 18 months, I'll say that again, for the last 18 months, we've been crying about not being able to go to games and we've got a chance there for a fiver. And if you're... If you're an OAP or a kid, it's three quid. I loved it. And walking home, somebody tweeted a photograph of the ground. They'd done a night shot with the drone, and it was a, a, a brilliant photograph. That cheered me up as well. Yeah, Paul, um, finally we've been beaten on penalties this season. Disappointing or chalk it off and go for the next one? It's funny penalties, isn't it? Because it was just penalties for that one extra point. Chalk it off and carry on. Yeah, fair enough. I felt for Thello, um as he... Stepped up and almost kicked himself. Reminded me of Beckham in Portugal many, many moons ago. Uh, Adam, the team was Jones, Lloyd, Carragher, Long, Robinson, Smith, Bayliss, Massey, Asgard, Edwards and Humphreys. No subs were used. Who were your standout performers and who were you glad to see on the pitch yesterday? Standout performer was Humphreys for me. Uh, went past a few players. Um Made some good runs. Nice to see Carragher making his debut. I thought he did all right. I think, to be fair, I thought the defence was okay. Jones, again, solid in the back. And, you know, you know again, Smith in midfield looks like he's going to be able to do something moving forward. Back to the penalties, yeah, Thello fell over, didn't he, unfortunately. Uh, but you're right, uh, John Terry, David Beckham, so he's not in bad company there. Barry, so you, you know, you said there's. Uh, it felt like there was more on. The game was obviously made available for those to watch. How do you draw people into a game against uh, an under twenty ones or an under twenty three side? It's not the most appetising of fixtures, is it? A competition we've got a good history in. We've won it twice. Brilliant day out at Wembley. Uh, that's at the end of it. And it's, I don't know really. It's up to people if they turn up for these games or not. I mean, I'm not going to bang the drum and said people are wrong not coming. But just one point I'd like to uh, pull Adam up on the Stevie Humphreys. He, he did have a good game, but man of the match, Adam. Come on. Scotty Smith. He looked like a young Peter Reid running around in the midfield. Uh, controlled it. He was fantastic. A Wigan lad as well. I don't know how old he is. He's 18 or 19. I think he's a brilliant prospect. He's come, come under the radar. And I was really pleased with him last night. And one big shout out on the subs bench. Goldburn lad, friend of the family, Charlie Hughes. Absolutely brilliant. He's just signed his first professional contract. I don't know if we're allowed to say this or not. And his, his, his dad was there as well last night, Adrian, who some of our older listeners may recall, played for Preston North End in the late 80s, early 90s. Yeah, get, going along for little moments like that. And obviously, Carrie made his debut into uh, Bayless as well in midfield, made his debut. So just by turning up, we saw those two things, those three things happen. Loved it. Yeah, I was just just saying that I don't really know what much more you can do to entice people in apart from giving it away for free. We've got one more home game in the competition, so let's 
let's let's see if we can double that crowd for the next one. Uh, I'd just like to mention the referee last night as well, Mark Edwards. I thought he played the advantage particularly well. I mean, we've seen a lot of a lot of times where referees have been pulling up for free kicks left, right, and centre, and, and sometimes. They play advantage and it runs away to nothing and, and, and they don't bring it back. But last night it was he was letting play carry on for 15, 20 seconds. And if they run down the blind alley, we're bringing it back for the free kick. I thought he was excellent, that referee, last night. We've had him before last season. Uh, he refed us our own win against Accrington and I think away at Northampton as well when we beat them. Uh, so we have we have had Mark Edwards before. But I thought he was very good last time. We, we slate referees quite regular. But for me, he was a good one. Just wanted to bring that in. Yeah, excellent. So the, the long and short of last night's game is we drew nil-nil after 90 minutes, took a point, went into extra time and, uh, sorry, went to penalties, lost on penalties. Wolves picked up the bonus point, the Brucey bonus. And I've, I've seen a table today, we're on minus one wins, one draw and one loss. Don't ask me how that table works, but we'll move on. From the Pizza Plate Trophy. Games this season... It's quite an interesting little stat this. So far this season, all have been level at half-time. So if you're in a score prediction league, you know what scores you need to be putting. You know, you need to be putting a nil-nil at half-time. Listen to this podcast, you won't go wrong. Last seven being goalless at half-time. Seven games goalless at half-time. Is that down to teams feeling themselves out or is it down to teams' inability to score, Paul? A bit of both, isn't it? I, I, I think you've got a, not just us, you've got a lot of teams that are in transition and bedding in, so there'll be a lot of taking it easy. I think the presence of fans probably got a lot of players playing it safe, so not taking chances early on in the game because you, you don't want the fans on your back. You know, obviously, they've had a free run for 18 months. Yeah, I mean, obviously, the answer's a bit of both, um, but I, I do think it's probably a mentality thing of feeling each other out for a bit longer than not. You know, you normally expect that in the first 10 minutes of any game, don't you? But I think you're probably going on a bit longer. Obviously, lasting until half-time. I also think it's a bit of an anomalous stat anyway. You know, soon enough, somebody's going to score early doors, aren't they? Yeah, it's unusual though, isn't it? I mean, I know, I know what you're yeah. saying, Paul, but to go so long, you know, it's a pattern, isn't it? You know, since the Sunderland game, there hasn't been a goal scored in the first half of the Wigan Athletic fixture. <laughs> or another way of looking at it, there's only been one... Uh, there have only been two goals scored in the first half of Wigan Athletics fixtures this season. Yeah, may- maybe more than an anomaly. Maybe a, a pattern is emerging uh, somewhere. Sides that keep it tight like Wigan, I, I honestly do think we will be a team this year who does keep it tight. The likelihood is that the opposition maybe hasn't broken you down by that stage. So you probably have a few more that are, you know, that are actually um, like that at halftime. And then... You know, we, we seem to be coming good in the later stages of games in general uh, as well, which all looks good, doesn't it? If you put those stats together, maybe maybe we could do a half price uh, entrance to the games uh, so we don't need to pay for the first half anymore. Right, moving swiftly on. <clears throat> on the 31st of August, the transfer window deadline approached and the door slammed shut. And I must say, quite excellent bits of business done by the Latics. 17 players came through the door and we had Jamie Jones, Tom Pearce, Stella Asgard, Callum Lang, Adam Long and Luke Robinson who had stayed from the previous season. I'll go through the players who've come in and then we can have a look at those um, in greater depth. I'll come to each of you and just give me your thoughts on who's come in, who's going to make the difference. 
So we had Kerr, who came in from St. Johnston on deadline day, the St. Johnston captain, double winning captain as well. Uh, Bennett came from Cardiff, highly regarded. And Adam, I want you to come in on that one shortly. Uh, Tom Bayliss on loan from Preston, box-to-box midfielder. Ben Amos came in to take a shot at being number one keeper. What's in from Newcastle on loan, who's partnered Watmore at the back in recent games and have been fantastic together. Edwards joined us from Ipswich. We've got Naylor, Charlie White, Stephen Humphreys, Jordan Cousins and Jordan Jones. They were all new players who came in. We've had some returning players come in as well. Curtis Tilt, Max Power, Will Keane, Tendai Dariqua and James McLean. Adam, I'll come to you first because I want you to um, basically review Bennett first and then let me know your thoughts on this transfer window. Obviously, Bennett, very experienced player, uh, played Premier League and Championship. I don't believe he's played outside those. Uh, I thought I'd just put it out there today because from, from history, when I've tried to get a Cardiff fan for the Adam Asks, I was member of the Cardiff City Forum. So I just thought I'd see what, what, what the opposition fans were saying. Um, so just a selection here. Um, so the good player gives his all. Um, not happy with Tan for letting him go. There's the odd player who thinks that he is better uh, going forward than he is defensively. Uh, I think this good one from Chris Newell's quite good. Consistently committed, outstanding work ethic. Couldn't fault him other than his aerial duels. Well, if he's a fullback, I'm not overly concerned about that. He's sad to see him go. Uh, there was talk before his injury of a, of a big move. If he recovers from that injury, he'll be an awesome player. I think, I think to be honest, the positivity there, del- delivery of a, a set piece, uh, generally crossing the ball. I mean, Charlie White must be rubbing his hands there, thinking from that left-hand side, if you've got McLean and uh, and you've got him as well, then you know you've got you've got some good balls coming into the box. So. Yeah, opposition fans obviously often give a negative review to players who are leaving, but it's pretty much unanimous here with this guy that you know he's going to be a good signing. Everybody's saying too good for League One, and I don't think he wants to be in League One for very long. So he could be the uh, you know that just little bit extra that that we've got now that can you know push us up to promotion. Barry, Ian Everett must be really upset with us buying the league and other managers with us buying the league. I'm going to take Stephen Humphreys out because I know you've sang his praises numerous times in this podcast. Who's your man or that we've brought in that's, that's going to be the absolute game changer now for us going forward this season? It's very difficult to answer that one because individually we've got quite a few players who perhaps... You know, you perhaps class the stars. Um, obviously, what more at the back? James McLean, we know what he's like. Even Jordan Jones, you know, he's they're probably vying for the same position. Fantastic stuff. I like Ben Amos. But for me, I'm um, being perfectly honest here, I go for two and it's a partnership and it's Cousins and, and Naylor together. I, they're just dominating games. Um, they, we play games at our pace. Uh, they're superb defensively. They're, they're playing to the patterns that Richardson obviously wants them to play to. I think we've just got a, to coin a, a phrase from the 70s, a shit-hot midfield. And that's what, yeah, I think they're brilliant. Yeah, I'll go for two. I'll go for Cousins and Naylor. Absolutely fantastic. Paul, 
What is the best bit of business, in your opinion, that we have done? We've got two good, two good players for every position. Now, some of them are going to let you down. Now, there are famously bits of business that come and surprise you. You, know, you buy the big man and, uh, and you get some little ginger fella as part of the same deal, you know, part of the same window that, that, that goes on and wins you the FA Cup. You know, Ben Watson, when we signed him, wasn't the biggest signing of the window. So I will stick that caveat. But so far, what Mo and Watts haven't put a foot wrong, have they? You know, they look like a cracking centre-half uh, partnership. And like Barry says, with, with um, Naylor and Cousins in front of them, we look absolutely solid. And, and you know, you make the comments about how we're not, we're not conceding goals at first half. I mean, we're not scoring them at first half either, but we're not conceding them in the first half. And it's a solid foundation. And you look at that squad and you've got absolutely got to fancy us to be there or thereabouts at the end. I mean, we, we're gelling at the moment. We're putting it. We, we're putting a side together. We're gelling. We hadn't finished the squad, and we've still gone two points to game from the first five games against some tough opponents. So you know, we, we we've got a fancy ourselves at this point. And like I say those two Rolls Royce centre halves are the are the two for me at the moment. Paul, we're not we're not conceding the first. We're not conceding at all. We've exactly. conceded three goals in eight games, going to the cup matches. Three goals in eight games it's, for a brand new team. That's that's a fantastic performance, absolutely fantastic. I'm just going to quickly go through those who have, have left, and then I'll come to you uh, to, to pass comment. Carl Joseph joined Swansea City and has subsequently gone on loan to Cheltenham Town. Uh, McGurk joined Gelhart at Leeds United. Dodu and Solomon Otterbore. If I'm right in thinking, are still without a club. Dan Gardner made his way to Doncaster Rovers. Um, good luck to him. And Lee Evans joined Paul Cook's uh, 19 transfers down at Ipswich Town. Uh, Barry, first and foremost, I'm going to come to you with regards to Kyle Joseph. Uh, obviously went to Swansea and now has found himself at Cheltenham Town on loan. At the time, he, he was muted to be leaving us. I, I thought, why? Why is he going? People, the, the rumour was that he'd been promised first-team football at Swansea. It was never going to happen. He'd not, he, he, what a, he had an handful of games for us. They're not going to pluck him out of our team like that and put him in a, a championship side that's going to be up there, you know, going for promotion. He was, he's good. But he's not that good. So I just I thought it was a very strange move. It'd have been far better stopping with with us, and you know getting his development. But end of the day, the choice is this, and you know I think it just shows that the grass isn't always greener. We know this. We know we know what it's like. Players have left us before and and, and not progressed. Just a, a foolish foolish move for me. It'd have been much better stopping with Wigan Athletic. I mean, Cheltenham Town, they're struggling for score. They're doing all right, but they're struggling to score goals. Maybe they think they can provide him with all the chances and, and, you know, he'll flourish. But they might have started the season off well. They've come up, they've got a bit of momentum behind them. I think as the season pans out, we'll, we'll, we'll see them in the bottom half. I don't understand it. It's a straight, very strange one for me. Paul, what are your thoughts on uh, Joe Dodu and Viv Solomon Ottobon not having clubs? Are you, are you surprised at that? They both did great jobs for us, didn't they? Solomon Otterbar in particular put himself through it and was like nursed from game to game. So 
does make you wonder whether he's going to struggle his way through medicals. Maybe he's had a couple on the quiet. I don't know. Pure speculation. But, I mean, yeah, I mean, in terms of the commitment of them and the quality of them, they should be finding clubs uh, at this level, shouldn't they, if, if not League Two level? Um, but then how many other players from other teams are in the same boat? You know, every, every, every squad has basically got two players for every position or, or aims to have. So that essentially tells you that you've got all these players that are at clubs that can't get games. You know, you've basically got a team at every club that can't get a game. It's surprising, but then on the other hand, it's not surprising because there's so many players kicking about, isn't there? Right, moving forward, um, Sunderland tickets are on sale. £15 for adults, £8 for concessions. The game takes place on Tuesday the 21st of September, which means our game against Crew Alexandra in the Pizza Trophy will be moved. I have read it is reserved seating as well this time round. So if you want your season ticket seat, get in there early so you're not turfing people out. September has brought um, a host of fixtures, but we're only away from home once in September, which is absolutely fantastic. Um, We should have been treated to a trip down uh, the coast to Fleetwood this weekend, but due to... Uh, international call-ups um, in the shape of Jordan Jones for Northern Ireland, uh, James McLean for the Republic of Ireland and Tello Asgard for the under-20s of Norway. We have a game off, which would have been nice, wouldn't it, guys, to have been down the seaside in uh, early September if the weather holds up. Um, Adam, I'm going to come to you with regards to our, our fixtures in September. We've got Doncaster at home. Accrington away, Sunderland at home in the EFL Cup, as I've just discussed. Cheltenham at home and Sheffield Wednesday at home. How can you see September going? And I know you're the ultimate optimist, so you'd probably have us down for uh, five wins there and not conceding before half-time. How can you see September going? And do you have any odds on um, promotion? So I'll go with the uh, first question. I think we will drop points in September, to be honest, Um, just because that's the way it usually works. You play all the better sides and you get good results. There's probably going to be one in there that we drop that we're not expected to. Um, I fancy us at Accrington, I really do. I think this team is, again, another of those Wigan Athletic sides now that is set up for away football. It's going to be exciting away and we'll play some good matches. I think we still lack that, in my view, that one one X factor player, a Nick Powell type player. That if you if it's getting if a team sits back at home against us, then can we break them down? And even in the Paul Cup fantastic season when we had Nick Powell, we had a few nil nils that season, if you remember. So I think we might drop a couple of points at home, but I think it will be a decent month. I'd be surprised if we're not still in the top six. As for the odds, if you remember at the start of the season, I think we were around about, from my memory, 16, 18 to 1 to win the league. Um, we're now the fifth favourites at 10 to 1, only behind Sunderland, Sheffield Wednesday, Portsmouth from Rotherham. We're 3 to 1 to win uh, promotion. Clearly, clearly, the bookies are impressed by our start and our signings. Uh, they're less impressed by Ipswich, who were the favourites at the start of the season, but have now drifted out to 14 to 1, sixth favourites 
If you looked at the top six at the moment, the bookies have the top six as Sunderland, Sheffield Wednesday, Portsmouth, Rotherham, Wigan and Ipswich. So it'd be interesting to see if you were to pick your top six now, like we tried at the start of the season, whether, whether you'd be with those. I mean, I quite like Oxford. I quite like Wickham as well. Um, so I'm not convinced that Ipswich and Portsmouth will get in there because Portsmouth seem to be the side that, as good as they were, they do seem to fade later in the season. But be interesting to see how Cowley gets on with them because obviously they've had Jacket in the past. Barry, have you got anything different to what Adam has had to say with regards to September? Adam said we're going to drop points now. I didn't think I'd ever hear those words come out of Mr Optimistic's mouth. You can't tell, can I? We've got some interesting fixtures. Possibly Will Grigg... Oh, no, he's not good. He didn't end up at Doncaster. It's second time today I've said that. Possibly his, his debut. He ended up at Rotherham. Doncaster's not started the season well. Cheltenham, I've just said what I thought of Cheltenham before. I think they were going to be a bottom-half team. Sheffield Wednesday are Bertie Big Bollocks, but they're not going to do anything for me as the season pans out. They don't think they've really played anybody yet. Yeah, I disagree with him. We're going to smash them. Going to smash them all. Sunderland in the Cup as well. That's going to be a buzzer. So I can't wait for that one. Uh, I, hope, I hope that uh, stadium's rocking. But by the way, uh, just to let everybody know, I know you mentioned it's uh, reserved seating. The South Stand isn't open either that night. So it's East and West only. Another atmosphere like we had against Bolton will be, it'll be superb. So I'm going for three, six, nine, twelve points and a progression into the last sixteen of the League Cup. Uh, Paul, this is this is an interesting one. I know you've taken some younger family members, haven't you, for the first time to uh, to watch the Latics. Have they got the bug? Have they been, have they been bitten? Are they wanting to come back week in week out? I think. The answer to that is absolutely because on Saturday we went early. Instead of buying a match ticket, we bought a season ticket um, for the rest of the season. So she's now well and truly hooked. She was on the phone to her mate having a debate about whether the football was better than the rugby. Her mate's a season ticket at the uh, at the a season ticket holder at the rugby, but she's sorting him out slowly. Um, yeah, I think um, just to go to Adam's point about not having a Nick Powell that can produce magic and unlock. Yes, we have. He's called Thalo Asgard. Um, he just needs to mature a little bit, get in the side a little bit, and that's what you'll get out of him. So I've got no worries in that respect. In terms of September, if we carry on going at two points a game, I will be happy. Win two, draw one, lose one. I think if, if, if you get three wins, jobs are good. And if you get two wins and a draw, jobs are good. And, you know, like I say, Doncaster, rock bottom. Should beat them. Cheltenham are not so far behind. Should do them. The big test is going to be Sheffield Wednesday, who started well. Now, even if you've played rubbish teams and you beat what's in front of you, that's going to give you confidence. But if we, you know, if we if we get a decent haul from this, we're going to be soon be looking at 10 games in and right up near the top. So, yeah, we've we started off with it. They've won, they've won two Yorkshire Derby. Yeah, and, and you know, they're, 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 they're going to still have a... I was just saying... Yeah, the shit though. They've only got Barry Bannon. That's They're going to still have a good That's... a good smattering in the championship players, aren't they? No, they got Barry Bannon. That's it. And and they went they went down with the points deduction rather than because they were rubbish. No, they got Barry Bannon. That's it. The the shit. Right. I'm going to interject. Order, order. <laughs> we'll cover the Sheffield Wednesday game towards the end of the month. Okay. 
There is no podcast this Sunday because we've got no midweek game or a game to review. So to uh, all our dedicated listeners, enjoy uh, a weekend free of the Progress with Unity podcast. We'll be back uh, a week Wednesday to preview the Doncaster game and talk anything else that's been going on, hopefully with some positive international news for our guys out on their travels. So without further ado, it's a goodbye from me. Goodbye from goodbye me. Goodbye from us. Up the ticks. Up the ticks. Come on. Adios.